Okay, let's say hypothetically you were hit by a truck and your five senses are messed up really bad. Yes, this is Daredevil. But instead of turning into a blind vigilante who beats up drug dealers and human traffickers in the dead of night, there are actual consequences. And somehow you can only save three senses. Yes, I know I said this was supposed to be realistic and it's kind of getting unrealistic, but just go with it. Now, what two senses are you saying bye-bye to? Now, I'm sure you're thinking, ah, oh, this is easy. I'll just keep touch, sights, and hearing. I mean, they're the most important ones. And I'm sure I can live without having to taste my aunt's horrible cooking or the farts of my friend who doesn't want to admit it. But anyways, I'm here to use this episode to prove that these two senses, taste and smell, are more important than you think. Let's go. Hello, welcome to Stuff to Least Google with me, your host Solwani Obadara. And I'm sure from the intro you've heard what we're talking about today. Um, but before we start this episode, I just wanted to make an announcement. Uh that from this episode and onwards i'm going to be having all my episodes in text form for anybody that cannot hear i wanted my podcast to be more inclusive so that anybody can learn about stuff there are two days to google so please if you want to recommend a podcast to a friend you know can recommend it to anybody now and even if you can hear but you don't feel like this you can read it as well i guess and uh, yeah, we can start today's episode now. The sense of taste and smell are actually connected. So if one stops working, it usually affects the other one. Um, it actually affects a lot more people than you think. Loss of smell is called anosmia, and loss of taste is called agusia. Um, it can be caused by like health trauma, infections like COVID, or sometimes you can even be born like that. And it's really hard hitting as well. Professor Barry C. Smith, co-director and founder of the Center for the Study of the Senses, said, and I quote, Studies have shown that people who lose their sense of smell end up more severely depressed and for longer periods of time than people who go blind. Smell is such an underrated sense. Losing it just doesn't take the enjoyment out of eating. No place of healthy smells familiar anymore. It's also linked closely to memory. Losing your sense of smell can also be dangerous because it warns us of many dangers that our other senses can't pick up. It almost had serious consequences for Alan Kerr, who lost his sense of smell after being knocked out in a gym lesson when he was eight. Yikes. He was at a university when someone left the gas on by accident. He was home all day but never noticed. At about 3 p.m., his flatmates returned and he was in a bit of a daze but had no idea why. They smelled gas as soon as they walked in the door and knew immediately what was happening. Okay, this is where we come to the sciencey part of this episode, so please bear with me. Both taste and odor stabilize are molecules taken in from the environment. The primary taste detected by humans are sweet, sour, bitter, salty, and umami. Umami wasn't considered an official taste until recently. It was identified in 1908 by Japanese scientist 
Kukine Ikeda. I'm sorry if I butchered your name. But while he was working with seaweed broth, he found out about this taste. But it was not widely accepted as a taste that could be physiologically distinguished until many years later. The taste of umami, also known as savoriness, is attributed to the taste of amino acid L-glutamate. In fact, MSG, or as African mothers will call them, Maggi, is often used in cooking to enhance the savory taste of certain foods. The adaptive value of being able to distinguish umami is that savory substances tend to be high in protein. All odors that we perceive are molecules in the air we breathe. If a substance does not release molecules into the air from its surface, it has no smell. If a human or other animal does not have a receptor that recognizes a specific molecule, then that molecule has no smell. Humans have about 350 olfactory receptors subtypes that work in different combinations, allowing us to sense about 10,000 different odors. Compare that to mice, for example, which have 1,300 olfactory receptor types. So yeah, yeah, able to sense a lot more odors, which does make ratatouille a bit more realistic now if you think about it. Both smell and taste use chemoreceptors, which essentially mean that they are both sensing the chemical environment. This chemoreception in regards to taste occurs via the presence of specialized taste receptors within the mouth that are referred to as taste cells and are bundled together to form taste buds. And these 10,000 taste buds form the papillae. These receptors are activated when there are specific stimulus, e.g. sweet or salt molecules, is present and signals to the brain. In addition to the activation of the taste receptors, there are similar receptors within the nose that coordinate with activation of the taste receptors. So when you eat something, you can tell the difference between sweet and bitter. It's the sense of smell that is used to distinguish the difference. Although humans commonly distinguish taste as one sense and smell as the other, they work together to create the perception of flavor. A person's perception of flavor is reduced if she or she has congested diesel passages. So when people think that they've lost their sense of taste, they might have actually just lost their sense of smell. Also, if someone tells you that you have different sections of taste on your tongue, don't take it seriously. It's just a myth. Different receptors distinguish different tastes, but they are evenly spread across the tongue. Speaking of not being taken seriously, there are some doctors that think anosmia and agasia don't really affect people badly. Sufferers agree that they are regularly turned away by doctors who dismiss the loss of smell as trivial. Because you are not in pain, many doctors basically tell you to just live with it. Especially since there is no known treatment. Which I find crazy because losing your sense of smell is like losing a part of you and doctors just say, eh, it's a trivial problem. Physical consequences can also be extreme. People often lose weight because they no longer enjoy food. Dr. Boaku lost his sense of smell in 2005, 
said he had been contacted by people who have been hospitalized because they find eating so difficult. Whether or not anosmia can be cured depends on the online cause. Smell can improve for some people but never return for others. It can't come back but odors might have been recorded by the brain so things don't taste exactly the same. Like that sweet donut could smell like a bitter lemon. You can try and train it to improve but it can't be a hundred percent. Talking Ball created the UK's first anosmia support group called the Fifth Sense and tickets for the 2021 Fifth Sense National Conference are now available. It will include a focus on the future of treatment and research into smell and taste disorders. With talks from Professor Carl Philippot, Fifth Science Director of Research and Medical Affairs, and Dr. Stephen Munger, Director of the University of Florida Center for the Smell and Taste. If you want to learn more about it or you have questions, you can check out their website at www.fifthsense.org.uk or their mail at info at fifthsense.org.uk. It is also in the description. I think it's really important to learn about these things and help people like this. I really believe in what they are doing and I urge you to check out their website and donate if you can. Anyways, that's all for today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. But before we close, I just wanted to tell you that this Christmas season, I am going to be bombarding you with a lot of episodes. So we're expecting a lot of episodes this month. And I will see you next week.